Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about viruses versus bacteria. How timely. Hope everyone that's listening is staying as healthy and safe. Hope so. So let's start with the basic question. What is the difference between getting sick from bacteria versus getting sick from virus? You know, they're actually pretty different. Um, bacteria, they produce a lot of harmful chemicals as a part of their life processes. Uh, and they use up your body's resources, like eating your sugar or even eating your cells, and spit out a lot of toxic waste. And sometimes that waste is specifically designed to protect the bacteria by killing your immune system cells that try to attack it, for example. But it also just basically kind of poops all over your body, which causes a lot of damage as well. Um, the symptoms of bacterial infections mm. are related to those waste products um, that the bacteria produces and where the bacteria is living. So your body ends up fighting a lot of bacterial infections by basically eating them along with the other toxic chemicals that destroy them. Got it. So how about viruses then? Viruses are pretty different in the sense that they literally hijack the DNA in your cells to make more of the virus. You know, they literally invade the cell and tell it to stop doing whatever it's doing that your body needs it to do. Instead, all it does is start to manufacture some of the virus, almost like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually, the, the cell dies, uh, usually by literally exploding uh, when it fills up with copies of that virus. And then those viruses, again, go on to infect other cells. So viral symptoms are caused by your body's own attempt to kill them, and but by the, the deaths of the cells they're infecting. So your body fights viruses also by eating them, but it's harder because they're a lot smaller and have very special protein shells that disguise them as, hey, I'm totally not a virus, don't eat me, guys. I see. Now, there was a great ELI5 explanation on this, uh, on Reddit, actually, um, the one about the factory, right? Yes, so it goes like this. Uh, if you think of your body as a factory that builds cars, Bacteria is like a drunk hobo sneaking into your factory and dumping uh, empty wine bottles into the machinery until it breaks. And, and viruses are like, like, like you know, like, it's like a Roomba wandered in and reprogrammed your factory to start making more factory invading Roombas instead of cars. Okay, so let's focus on the viruses then. Um, there's a difference between RNA viruses uh, and DNA viruses. Can you explain what's going on there? Yes, so this gets fairly scientific. Uh, RNA viruses are viruses that use RNA as their genetic material. And in humans, you know, they're, the well-known RNA viruses are things that cause SARS, uh, influenza, uh, or hepatitis C. Or COVID-19. Or COVID-19, that's right. Uh, and viruses that are not RNA-based uh, use DNA for their genome and are called DNA viruses. Uh, the major difference is that RNA viruses have very high mutation rates compared to DNA viruses. Why is this? It's a very it's simple. The viral uh, RNAs, they, their polymers lack the kind of proofreading ability of DNA polymers. Uh, well, yes, I know that's the uh, technical explanation, <laughs> but it's not ELI5 enough. Can you, you give us the ELI5 explanation? Okay, so let, let's try this. So DNA, if you kind of recall from some science class, it's, uh, it's double-stranded, right? Uh, and each of a strand kind of connects to exactly one other known piece from the other strand. 
So when damage occurs and a piece is destroyed, the DNA can look at the other strand to see exactly what was destroyed and try to replace it accordingly. Kind of like a, like a missing strand of a ladder, it can be replaced. But RNA is single-stranded. So whenever damage occurs, it has nothing to base the replacement on. So it just replaces it with a random piece, aka mutation. So this again helps explain why it makes it it's much more difficult to make effective vaccines to prevent diseases caused by RNA viruses. Less predictable. Interesting. Now, how is a virus able to survive on some surfaces longer than others? And obviously, I'm asking this question because uh, of the recent research with COVID-19 being able to survive on plastic longer than paper and paper longer than certain metals. What is it about those surfaces that keep a virus alive longer or shorter? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, it depends on the evolutionary specialization of the virus. Some are just better adapted to maintaining their kind of moist shell, and others less so. So again, viruses, they require hosts in order to breed. Uh, and without the host providing that environment for it to replicate, it kind of, kind of dries up and just dies. Um, it has no way of its own to protect and replicate itself outside the host. So whatever moisture is ejected from a sick person is what it has to use for surviving outside before it uh, tries to infect another host or dies. And some surfaces promote drying out of the virus more than others. Uh, and there's also a lot of other factors involved, which I'm not educated enough to go into. But basically, infected people, you know, they eject a small droplet of moisture containing the virus. And that moisture, while present, is all that's keeping it viable. But when that moisture is gone, the virus starts drying up and is no longer able to infect. So the differences in surfaces and environment factors like temperature and humidity all relate to that concept, that uh, amount of moisture containing the virus, uh, how long does it play out to determine the virus's longevity outside the host. So it happens to be that car cardboard and paper are absorbent, while plastic and steel are much less so. Interesting. Well, obviously, this is an area which uh, continues to see a lot of developments in research. So uh, be sure to check the latest. Yes. And always a reminder, watch your hands. Soap is a very effective way to uh, break up the virus itself because its protein shell is essentially uh, fat, fat based and uh, soap is a great way to dissolve that. That is the most important lesson. Thanks, Kevin. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you as always to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.